I'm from L.A. Dot, California A. Hot, days got shade. Let me take you round the way. A lot of out of towners can't handle this city where you wear the wrong color and it can't get tricky. But that was 86 and things done changed. We a lot more evolved with the way that we bang, not the rips and the dogs. Man, the small might kill you. Well, the Tigers didn't play yesterday, so there's not a whole lot to chat about there, but. They're starting a three-game series with the Angels, and so we bring in Derek Siapala from Talking Halos, and he's going to break down the series for us and let us know what we need to look for. And then after that, I'm going to do just a little quick rundown of Eduardo Jimenez, who is the newest member of the Tigers roster, and that'll be it for today's Locked on Tigers. It is Tuesday, May 7th, 2019. I am your host, Chris Brown, and I remind everybody listening to please go ahead and download, rate, review, and subscribe to Locked on Tigers on your favorite podcasting app, be it... Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Himalaya, and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Tigers. So yeah, there's not a whole lot to get to before this, so let's just get right to Derek and see what we can learn about the Angels today. Yeah, and I'm happy to bring in Derek Siapola from Talking Halos, who also covers the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati soccer, I believe, and you can find him on Twitter at D-C-I-A-P-A-L-A. Derek, thanks for joining me, and uh, let's talk some Angels. All right, to do it, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, so yeah, the first question I have for you is basically just kind of a general question. What's the overall feeling of the team so far this year? They're just 15 and 19 right now, and I can't imagine fans are too happy about that. Well, it's a bit split. The Angels... I think there are a lot of people within the fan base that don't understand what the real plan is. So they were stoked that that Mike Trout's back and they got him the rest of his career. But then you look at the rest of the team and how it's built, despite the fact they had the fifth largest payroll in the league. And yet they're just, the pitching's awful. You have some hitting issues across, you know, the board. You have an anchor on your payroll. It's Albert Pujols. So, what is going on with the franchise in terms of the overall plan? Too many people don't understand it. Now, I've sat back and I've, I've torn it apart and tried further doing it. And it's actually once you kind of eyeball what's happened with the farm system, you see what's happening. But there are just some fans who have been informed. I'm not trying to crush on our fans, by the way. I just There are some who have taken time to get informed about it, and, there are t- and some who are just still talking and not quite figuring it out yet. And so it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, I mean, that seems kind of the way it always goes with fans, that, that a lot of people don't necessarily understand the financial implications of what's going on or the, the long-term plan. They just want to win now and, hey, get rid of these bums. Uh, oh, yeah, they want to go up there and sign Dallas Kutchel. Yeah. And that makes no sense future-wise for what they're, what they're trying to do. But they, they're, got to sign Kutchel, got to sign Kutchel. No, 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 don't do it. So just looking at the stats, the offense seems okay. I mean, you got the best player on the planet, but uh, and there's a couple of sort of anchors on the lineup, but is this just kind of a matter of staying afloat until Otani and Upton return, or is there some more serious holes they need to address? Well, the entire pitching staff is a mess. Fair enough. And that's where things are going to go. I think once Otani is back, if, as long as we don't see too many serious problems with his, his shoulder and so on, his elbow, I, don't, I think that'll be fine. Upton as well. I think the hitting is going to be fine. I think we're going to see a lot of higher scoring games for the Angels as the year goes on. But the pitching staff, especially the starting pitching, is a mess. And they've had to use the bullpen an awful lot early in the year. When the bullpen's been decent and even great in some instances, but they're wearing them out early. So come July, August, that those dog days of summer, we're going to see some really, really bad performances out of the staff the way it's going right now. And it, there's no real relief coming you have a bunch of guys in the minors right now who are who are making that move up but they're probably not going to be ready this year 
Yeah, so it's that sounds vaguely familiar, uh, although it's kind of the Tiger season has gone a little bit differently than we expected. But I just want to one last offensive question. I want to ask you about Albert Pujols, who was you know the big marquee signing, and he's making a ton of money, and there's just not a not a lot of production there. And I've heard people kind of suggest that the Angels are going to keep him just until they go back to face the Cardinals this year. I think he's playing in St. Louis at some point this season, and then they mm-hmm. might cut him. I'm kind of curious what you think about that. Oh, that would not go over well. Mike Trout and, and Pujols are pretty close. I, I, they The Angels are really good about keeping commitments within reason, and they made that commitment. I think they wish and hope that Pujols would just say, okay, it's time to go off in the sunset and retire. And we're all wishing that, by the way, at twenty, you know, over $28 million a year. But they, that, that would be such a low-class thing for them to do. I don't see them doing I think they, what we will see them doing as Otani comes back and Upson comes back, we're going to start seeing him sit in the bench more and more and more and putting him in a position where he has to make a decision on his future and hopefully he'll make a decision all on his own that there's no room for him. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the, the actual thing that happens is after he plays that series, he kind of hangs him up. And I will see, you know, you're making money. Might, might as well keep making it. Um, yeah. So you mentioned the pitching, and that does seem to be the main issue so far just from looking at the stats. It, it looks like the signings of Trevor Cahill and Cody Allen aren't working out just yet. Uh, is there any hope there, or are they already looking like lost causes? Well, Cody Allen, I've always believed was a lost cause. Uh, and now I'll, I'll explain in a second. For Trevor Cahill... I don't know. And the reason why I don't know is because up to this point, he's never been hit like this. He's never been a frontline star. He's been a kind of middle-of-the-road guy, but he's never been a home run guy either. He's never been the kind of guy who'll give up like he's going to get this year. 11 home runs, I believe. Maybe it's 12. I'm losing track at this point. And But his lows in the past have been eight. And so seeing him get the home run ball is really concerning because he's never been that guy. And so I don't know what the deal is, is with him. And fans are getting impatient when it comes to him. He was supposed to not be a star, but an anchor, a guy who can at least be dependable to give you innings when these other guys aren't. And that hasn't been happening yet. So I I, can't, I, I hesitate to say he's a lost cause yet, but a couple more starts, I'll, I'll be changing my tune quite a bit. Now, Cody Allen, listen, I, I happen to live in Northeast Ohio. It's weird that my podcast partner, he's in SoCal. I'm a transient, so I'm, I'm in Northeast Ohio. I have a teaching job out here. And so I've watched a lot of Indians baseball. Mm-hmm. And I I knew what the Angels were getting with Cody Allen. I was, I was getting an inconsistent guy who will look great one day and be eh the next day. And then, of course, that's exactly what happened. He looked great, and then he fell apart. Now they're saying it's an injury. I've never been sold on him as a closer. I've always felt that he didn't have it in to be a long-term closer for somebody. And so uh, if I'm the Angels right now, Noe Ramirez is my guy to really kind of mold into a closer. And it looks like that might be where they go. Noe or um, Robles. Hansel Robles, who is who has the he's been they've been getting a kick out of him because he took, he comes in with the Undertaker theme when it comes to the game. So <laughs> well, that's fun. Um, so what, yeah, what can you tell us about the pitchers the Tigers are actually going to be seeing in this series? You have got Griffin Canning and Tyler Skaggs, and I believe to be determined. So if you have any idea who that might be, <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of that has to do with Cahill. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised even if they pitched Matt Harvey on rest. He only had only went seven pitches yesterday, and. It just wouldn't shock me to get to want to get him back out there as soon as possible. They pulled him in a situation where that Allison took a lot of criticism in that game yesterday for pulling him base loaded fifth inning. Let him pitch his way out. He's coming off an injury. Let him pitch his way out. He didn't. And so, barring an injury to him, and there were some kind of grumblings in the game po- in game broadcast that I I would not be surprised if they came back around and gave Matt Harvey an early an early go. Trevor Cahill, I, I don't know. I mean, it really is a big I don't know for that third guy. I'm kind of just speculating at this point. For Griffin Canning, though, when he was drafted, 
The initial scout reports have him as a, as a number four, potentially, which is solid. So that's mm-hmm. fine. Number four. And he just blew through the farm system and just keeps getting better and better and better. If you go back and watch even the, the video from last week's game against the Blue Jays, he struck out six in the first three innings, looked great. Even though he was a little nervous, you could tell he was a little nervous. His fastball was high, but was lively. It eventually, the Blue Jays got to him, but we liked a lot of what we saw. And I'm really excited to see how he goes out there from a road crowd where he's not going to have the pressures of home against a lineup that, quite frankly, is not like you were mentioning on our, on our show, wasn't, isn't probably going to lay up the scoreboard a whole lot. So I'm really excited to see how Canning turns out. He could be a solid two or three down the line for this team. And some people even believe he'll be, he could be an ace. I'm not going that far, but I, I, I'm really kind of high on what he's doing. Tyler Skaggs, he has great stuff when he's on. Mm-hmm. And when he's off, he's usually on the injured list. But we he, he pulled out a really nice start last time out. We're looking to see if he can be consistent. He's been probably, when healthy, our best starter all year. And so we just need to see what he'll do. It's, there's no confidence in him staying healthy, though. Mm-hmm. And that's the real problem. He can't stay healthy. He's been struggling to stay healthy for a long time, and that just continues to be a problem long-term for this team. Sounds sort of familiar for the Tigers. Yes, yeah, it does, right? Um <laughs> Now you mentioned you mentioned Ramirez and Robles out of the bullpen. Is there anybody else out of the bullpen that Tigers fans should know and, and either be afraid of or look forward to seeing? Well, it depends. The Angels are using the opener here a oh. lot of of late, and so you may see Cam Bedrosian. He's the guy who gave up that game tying home run. In normal circumstances, Cam has been pretty fine. You give him a pressure situation like yesterday with bases loaded, he's not very good. Um, Robles has been showing signs of of coming on, and then he'll bomb out. I, a lot of that though is honestly. This bullpen's tired, hmm. and if the if the Tigers can get to him early, I would be concerned about um, if I'm the if I'm the Angels and not concerned from the Tigers about how this series is going to go. It's just it's not looking real good in terms of the bullpen right now. They're just not healthy. Other guys to look out for though, in terms of the the bull the bullpen here, look out for. Let me pull him up here. Luis Garcia, hmm. he's already been in 15 games. He's got a really high WHIP. But he's been able to kind of pull things out in, in tough situations. Really, his, his ERA is only 277 from one bad game. Oh, and Ty Buttry. Jeez, I can't believe I forgot mm, him. Ty Buttry has been outstanding. Again, one rough game. Any other time, he's been solid. 21 strikeouts, three walks. He's going to be a guy to keep an eye on, especially come the late innings. So there you go. But anyway, yeah. The, finally, the last thing I have is, is there's a familiar face there, and you mentioned him a couple times in, in the Angels' dugout, and Brad Osmus, who, of course, managed here in Detroit for four seasons, and, and things didn't turn out terribly well for him or the team. But I'm kind of curious if there have been any early returns into, on him in terms of strategy and, and kind of fan reaction. <sighs> it's early. It's, <laughs> it's split. And I, I'll say it's split because there are quite a few people who believe that he will not – really win with this roster overall. There are too many holes, too many gaps. It's not fair to judge them. And there are others, though, who believe he's his lineups are not are awful. For example, hitting Cole Calhoun top of the lineup when he's hitting 200. And he's never been a really a leadoff guy. Now they've moved him out. Albert Pujols, keeping him right where he's been, no matter how well or poorly he's hitting, instead of moving him down and moving him around, not adding the necessary protection for Mike Trout. The problem with all that criticism, though, is you've had two key parts of our lineup injured all year. And it's really kind of hard to move people around, especially when guys like Justin Bohr aren't hitting anything. So it's kind of really hard to say there. Pitching-wise, he took a lot of heat for how he handled Matt Harvey. 
from everybody, including me. I hammered him on this. You did, you know, you have a guy coming off a major injury. You're already struggling with your bullpen. Go ahead and try and let him pitch out of the jam. You might as well give him that chance to prove himself and fight his way through it. That's how the baseball pitcher's mentality is to be able to try and fight these th- things through. And he didn't give him that. He denied him that. That's one thing we actually criticized my Sosa a lot for in past years was he had a quick hook. And so far, Osmus has been not as not nearly as rough on pulling the hook. He was yesterday, and he took some heat for it. It is interesting to get the perspective from other fan bases because you get basically the same sort of stuff here. Here we get, uh, you know, all the lineups are garbage, and why is Garden Hire pitching four guys in one inning and stuff like that? And it's nobody's ever happy with a manager, so it'll be interesting to follow that uh, for the rest of the season and uh, you know maybe the next couple of years. And that's all I have for you, Derek. I, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking the Angels with us. Uh, where can people find you? You can find me at DC Paul on Twitter. Also, you can find at Talking Halos. On Twitter as well, we were just we are a fairly new podcast, a pretty new podcast. We just kind of kicked it off from from our my home podcast, which is Rams Talk Radio. And uh, hey, you know, come follow us, and we'll follow back, and we'll have a great season, hopefully. It sounds good. Thanks again. Oh, uh, thanks. So yeah, thanks again to Derek for helping us prepare for the Angel series, and that's uh, nice, isn't it? Getting a little help every now and then because good help is really hard to find. So that's why whenever I'm in need of a fixer or a fall guy, or a web programmer, I turn to ZipRecruiter. It really is the best way to get quality help for 100% legal and above-board activities. Why? Because ZipRecruiter sends your job over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there. They're like the hiring terminators. They've got this powerful matching technology that lets ZipRecruiter scan literally thousands of different resumes and find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. And as applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. And ZipRecruiter is crazy effective. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. It's like instant. And so right now, Locked On listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Locked On. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And so I figure now let's talk a little bit about Eduardo Jimenez. I promised I would do that the other day, but our show went so long. And he hasn't pitched yet, so now we can really give you a preview. He was called up shortly after they released Drew Verhagen. And Jimenez was already on the 40-man roster, so they didn't need to cut Verhagen, but they were very clearly done with Drew Verhagen. So who knows, maybe they make another 40-man move this weekend when they play the Twins four times in three days. Maybe, I mean, the most logical move for them would to be bring up Matt Hall on six days rest to start one of the two games on Saturday. But who knows? They could add Jose Cisnero or something or go crazy and add Tyler Alexander. It's the Tigers we're talking about. But anyway, Eduardo Jimenez was signed out of Venezuela in 2011. That's a long time ago, eight years ago. And he spent his first two seasons in the now defunct Venezuelan Summer League, uh, primarily as a starter. But then he blew out his arm and missed all of 2014 and most of 2015. It was really a tough one. He was back to full strength in 2016, though, and he served as the closer for the Connecticut Tigers in short-season A-ball. And then 2017, he was on to West Michigan, where he was dominant for the Whitecaps. A 1.04 ERA with 44 strikeouts and 34 innings. There was a little bit of a hiccup in there. He he had to sit out 30 games after an ugly bench-clearing brawl incident in which... You know, he wasn't one of the pitchers or the, the batters, but he was out there in the field, and he picked up a ball, and he threw it at some opposing players. I mean, points for originality, but generally not a great idea. And so he served a suspension, hasn't had any other issues since then, so we're okay. And then he made his way to Lakeland later that year for 16 innings. 
The Tigers actually added him to their 40-man roster following the 2017 season, despite him having a total of about 175 innings on his arm in his career and had never having advanced past a ball, but it was clear that they liked his arm. And he spent all of last year in Lakeland. He went 15 for 17 on save chances while posting a 3.42 ARA with 51 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 62 hits over 50 innings. It wasn't lights-out dominant stuff, but he was okay, and he was steady for the whole season, and you need to worry a little bit about those hits, but you can never tell with minor league uh, defenses. But he was bumped up to Erie this year, where he lasted all of two games there. He pitched three innings before they moved him to Toledo for eight games and ten innings, and now he's in Detroit with all of 13 innings above eight ball. So I think we should be conservative with our expectations, but they do love his arm because it's a mid-90s fastball, and he'll touch 98 or even higher, and he has an average slider that will occasionally flash as an above-average pitch, but he does tend to leave it over the heart of the plate, which is not ideal. Uh, and he, he also throws a changeup, but very rarely, and I don't know if he picked it up in A, but he was thrown in, in the Arizona Fall League last year, where he was pretty great out there. He had a 1-3-2 ERA with 12 strikeouts and 13 innings, but he was also only throwing 93-94 in the Fall League, and they were mostly sinkers, so I don't know if the Tigers had him out there working on pitches or or if the little bit of a layoff between the end of the season and the beginning of the AFL had him throwing a little less hard, or maybe it was just your one or two start or one or two outing thing in, in small sample size. In any event, he's a legitimate prospect. We had him ranked 25th at Tigestown, probably you know with a ceiling as a potential setup man, but probably more likely a sixth or seventh inning reliever. And so he could be a, a big part of the bullpen long term, although my guess is that he's likely to join the long, long line of Tigers relievers with good fastballs and inconsistent sliders. So we can probably eventually throw him on the pile with Brian Villarreal and Jose Ortega and Angel Nesbitt and Ryan Perry and Jose Valdez and Evan Reed and Kellen Ballister and Melvin Mercedes and on and on and on. But he's a nice new face to have in the the bullpen with a live arm, and that's always fun. So that'll be something interesting to see, and, and I'm sure we'll see him pitch at least once in this Angel series. So that's it for the show today. I appreciate... Derek, again, for joining us to talk about the Angels, and I hope you learned a little bit about them. And we'll be back tomorrow to break down the actual games as long as weather allows it. And I do think the Tigers will do whatever they can to get the game in. But even if they don't play, we'll be back. And if they don't play, I would uh, sure appreciate some questions from you guys. So if you want to contact me, reach me on Twitter at ChrisBrown0914 or at LockedOnTigers or email me at LockedOnTigers at Gmail. And I'll answer those questions as best I can. And thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.